Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Glad you all could be here. <laughs> um, yeah, how, how are we all doing tonight? They can't see your thumb. Are we waiting on something in particular? <laughs> Just a one-person podcast tonight, huh? All right. I guess we'll uh, we'll go for stream of consciousness and see how long it takes me to break her. <laughs> She's. I can only imagine I'll say something stupid in a minute, and she'll be like, "No, I can't let this stand uncontested. It must be corrected." How dare he say something stupid? Just kidding. She's nice. No, please don't hit me. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a really bad joke. This is what happens when you turn me loose and you don't <laughs> give me any kind of direction. Uh, so, yeah. Thanksgiving was good. Just, uh... I wonder if it's too loud, though. The static? No, the Us? microphones. We are still fine-tuning our microphones. I don't know. So you can hear a lot of breathing. But I... And that's really loud. It's picking up a lot of stuff, so I'm like... Somebody turned that, the mice loose. Is that too loud? Ooh. Like, that's it. That's nice. Well, you turned yours down, but not mine yet, but then right? There's that. So, and then there's that. So okay. is that more adjusted? Um... It seems like we can breathe more normally without a ton of... Yeah, which is great. So now I'm just like wondering. Do Hold, we need please. Okay, so after some deliberating. Yes. And maybe trying to figure something out. Um, We're maybe better. We may be at a better, yeah. Less smacky. I can breathe better. <laughs> breathing yeah. is good. We like breathing. Yep, it is good. Except when you don't want to. No, it's fine, always. Good. We like breathing. As, <laughs> as a human species, generally. Hey, fish like to breathe too, okay? Yeah. And don't I be discriminatory. Saying, in fact, most, most animals and people and living things on the planet like to breathe. They just all breathe slightly differently. This is true. Um, I'm going to turn us up a little bit so I can actually hear better. That's probably a good idea. Ooh. Ta-da! Yay! We're not recording as loud, but we can hear ourselves as loud. That's right. Use the... Force. Abilities. Yes, force. Force is good. We like the force. Do your vector mass and figure out which way your forces are going. That's right. F equals MA. I think you're getting a little bit big for that shirt. For I'm getting a little bit big in general. Welcome to the club. One of these days I'll remember to work out and life will not be so busy that I have no time to work out. I just don't think we have our priorities straight. That too. Seems like the time I have available to work out often gets utilized for other things though too that can't be done at other times that's true 
Like, yes, if it was a higher priority, I would make time for it. But also, I have very limited free-ish time. Maybe. I have too many lists of things for you to do. Luxury time. Well, then there's just kids and homework and life in general. So, it's not all your fault, I promise. I'm not convinced yet, so. I have, can, uh, I have a hard time convincing you of anything, though. That's true. I am not ev- easily convinced of many things. Convinced you to marry me, though. No, I... Uh, what do we call that? You convinced me I to I convinced marry you. you to ask me to marry <laughs> you because I wasn't going to ask you. But I was like, hey, I'm a package deal, you know. I can cook, clean, do math, physics, chemistry, all and have things. babies. Wow. So all the things. I can do all of it. And write. Ooh. I like me a woman who can write. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> uh, so I feel like life is pointless. Occasionally, yeah. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling today. I'm sorry. That's rough. It's not fun to feel that way. I, I, I don't know what to say to that. I don't either. You sure you want to be doing this tonight? No. But we're here doing it. Sometimes I feel hard pressed to be and do everything which we've discussed in other podcasts. I think it was our first one. Four episodes ago. We've been doing this for so long. (laughs) Feel the pressure to be and do and help everybody. Right. And I feel like I get on this... um, path of like everybody needs me everything needs done and um, I just like I'm actually feeling that way today like the other times it's like oh how can I be better today is like wow sure you got really frustrated with the kids got really frustrated with your husband. You were so tired that you actually took a nap, almost. Right. I didn't because the kids woke me up and kept coming and laying on me. Number one just came and, like, laid over me like a bridge. And I was just like, what is, what is going on, dude? Yeah, he really likes to do that to you. You especially when you're trying to sleep. He's like, mom's holding still. I should go disturb her. And not disturb her. She's holding still so I can have attention. That's what it is. Yeah. She's holding still. Now is my moment to strike. 
and to go get attention. Love me. Love me. And sometimes I'm like, I feel like I've given you a lot of attention. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. If I'm doing anything wrong. Probably not. Sometimes kids just want more attention. And then there's just like parts of me that I don't like. Right. And there's parts of you that I really don't like either. And it happens, doesn't happen often anymore. I think it used to happen a lot more. It doesn't happen as much anymore, but it when you catch us both, when you've done something stupid and I've done something stupid and we both have had little sleep, it... Which is often the contributing factor to doing stupid things. Right. Like, like it's, um... And then feeling like there's not ever enough time to, like, sit and be together. Right. And it's just dumb, and the world sucks, and you just want it to end. And you can't be everything for everyone. And you can't save the world because it's not your job. And let alone that, you can't save yourself. And you just feel like you're drowning. And so you take it out on your husband, you take it out on your kids. And then that makes the problem worse. Right. Vicious cycle. Yeah. I don't know why it's hard. All I know is that it is. Right. And, um, sometimes it feels like neither of us wants to try anymore. Just like, can we just like give up on life and just sleep? Not try. And then there's other things that demand that we don't, namely kids. Yeah, kids are good at that. They remind you why you want to live and do things. And then there are other times where the days can't pass fast enough. Climbing into bed can't come fast enough.
So yeah. And then I just want my body to work. And I want to finally be pregnant, like we've been trying. Which feels like it'll never come. Right. I just don't know what to do to make it better sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes there's not anything we can do to make it better. Sometimes we just have to do what we can to survive and not make it worse until things get better on their own. It's one of the less happy quirks of life. But there's a lot of things that are out of our control. Even some things that feel like we should be able to control them. And learning how to live with and deal with those things is, I think, a large part of why we are here on this earth. I don't think God wants it to be hard. But I think being hard is the side effect of what we need to be on earth to learn. To learn how to govern ourselves, to learn how to deal with the things that we can't control, to learn how to relinquish relinquish our, our sense of control over things. Because there's so many things that are outside of our control. Yeah. But it sucks when a lot of them all mount up at the same time. Yeah. I think the hardest part is when you think you're on like a really hot streak. You're like, oh, I'm finally getting back up on the horse. Right. Then something knocks you down again. You're reminded that you're human. Darn humanity. And that you suck at a lot of things. You're also good at a lot of things, though. It's like 50-50. I bet it's more like... Good 50% of the time, sucky. Other 50% of the time. I, I honestly think it is pretty 50-50. Nah. I think it's like 50, 10, 30, or 40. 10% of the time, you're just kind of eh at things. See, and I count that into kind of the sucky <laughs> category. If you're not doing excellently, how well are you actually doing you know well i don't think that you have 
one, I don't think it's possible to be doing excellently at everything in life at the same time. That's true. I'm talking about like an overall average. Right. And I guess I'm saying that at any point in life, there's going to be parts of your life that you are not actively focusing on improving. And if you can man maintain those things at a eh level, then you're probably doing okay while you are focusing on other areas. It's when you focus on other areas and is when you're not focusing on an area and it becomes sucky that you, you have to really work at that thing. So I think it is an important difference between being sucky and just being kind of eh. Obviously we're striving for excellence because that's, well, that's what we're here to learn how to do. Right? Right. But because we're imperfect, there are going to be things that aren't always, that we're not always at a level of excellence in. But that doesn't mean that those things are sucky either. Right. And I think I was not, I was going from a more like, oh gosh. I think I was coming more from a perspective of when you're overall doing good, like the things that actually matter, right? Right. You're taking care of your kids, you're, you know, doing your job, you're taking care of yourself and those around you, right? Right. That like those are, those are the really great moments. Right. And that asking for help, right? Because I don't want to say that like, oh, when you're not able to help and everything, that those are sucky moments. <clears throat> but that the moments where you just, sometimes when you choose not to, or you've done too much and now you've been, uh, what do we call that? You have... made yourself unable to do the things that you need to do. Right. That makes any sense. Right. Or you've done one thing that wasn't important and now you've created a problem for yourself. Right. Maybe you did a good thing, but it wasn't the best thing and now you don't have the energy to do the best things. Right. So like last night, I stayed up with you trying to help you get the problem solved, and you stayed up. But then it ended up being that none of that really even mattered. Yeah. And that kind of screwed the entire day. Yeah. I mean, it mattered in that I put effort into the assignment so that, you know, my group feels like I do care. But right. In terms of actual progress and what we're going to end up turning in, not so much. Right. So it's like maybe there is still value in it. It just sometimes is hard in the moment of the frustration and sleep deprivation and, oh my heavens, there's so many things that have to be done. I don't know how I'm going to survive this month. 
Yay, December. And then thinking that you have more of an ability to do things than you do. And before today, before today, everything was felt manageable. Right. Right? It's only been today that got me really, really bad. Right. I started looking at everything and I'm like, well, if this is how I feel after that one thing, how am I going to feel later this week? Next week. As it all snowballs on top of itself. Right. It's just like, well, might as well give away our comedy show tickets to somebody and cancel our party and do the bare minimum for the OUR run. Like still do things and we've still donated money and we've still done those things or whatever, but then do the absolute bare minimum. Right. That's how it feels. And I think people would look like, man, why'd you plan all those things? Why did you like do all that stuff? And it's like, because the way that life was going and the way that we were able to manage things and, and figuring things out. It felt realistic. It felt realistic. And as I sat tonight with number two asleep on my lap, I was like, I'd gone through the scenarios of like canceling one thing or canceling two of the things, figuring out a workaround, what are we going to do? And I figured out that it is still manageable. It was just a bad day. Yeah. And I said things I wish I wouldn't have said. But I said them. Now I can't take it back. All I can do is be better tomorrow. And who knows if this podcast is even going to make it up. All I know is that at the end of the day, the only worthwhile thing that I've done in this life is create those children. One of the only things. And that there's a lot of things that I can do to make things magical and special for them. But in the end, they just want somebody to push them on the swing. Yep. And... I need to read them books to open their fruit snacks and their apple sauces and their gogurts. I 
and they put them in timeout when they need to be put in timeout. They don't tend to appreciate that one as much as the other things. No. But they do know it's coming. They started getting better. They are all luckily sleeping. You've got to keep an eye on number three because she's a little bit sick. But we've all been sick, so. So anyway, those are my thoughts for the day. Those are some intense thoughts. It's your turn to cry. I don't think I've had any thoughts today that would make me cry. Not my beauty makes you cry. It makes me happy. But no, no, it doesn't make me cry. Sometimes I question, I'm like, did I really know you? Because I thought that you would like love me so intensely that you would just like burst into tears sometimes. Nope. I don't think I've ever. I don't think. I don't think you will ever do that. So intensely, I burst into tears. I don't know that you ever have, like, besides your family. There wasn't anything before our marriage that was really that. Uh, what? What's the word? Intense. Important. Important. Yeah. And I will alter what I said before. Because, like, I've definitely, like, the other night, we had been trying to have a discussion with our two oldest. And I don't remember what exactly had happened. But I asked number two, you know I love you, right? And he said no. And it broke my heart. And so I took him in my arms and I held him on my lap and I said, and I do love you. I love you so, so much. And I need you to know that. And I just had to hold him. And show him I love you. And that's not going to change. He knows that you love him. Yeah, he was just being a stinker. But I'm saying especially after tonight. Because you weren't home for family prayer and scriptures because some other things happened. And the boys needed to go to bed. And so I was just going to put him to bed. And he just burst into tears. Because yeah. daddy wasn't home to read scriptures and say prayers. And I said, well, I can read the scripture. He says, no, daddy has to. So we FaceTimed. He, he almost wasn't even happy with that. No. He's like, no, you have to be in the house. Definitely took some convincing. But eventually he was okay with it.
And then he fell asleep on me before you got home. Yeah, then I moved him to their beds and he kind of half woke up and was upset. Until I just told him it was okay and rubbed his head for a little bit and went back to sleep. He becomes very angry when he's tired. Yeah. Like he's not... Not like temper tantrum. Ang- like angry, but like everything is wrong. Right. Kind of angry. Which is interesting. Yeah, if anything is out of place or not quite right, then it's a major issue. And it needs to be put whole. Which is not how he is at all when he's not tired. Actually. Like, sometimes, but I feel like... He's become more that way. Yeah. I guess that's true. I have noticed that lately. In the last... Oh, like three or four months. He's become very much. There's a proper way to do things. And it's not the same things that number one wants. Right. To have fixed. So like number one is all about the routine. And oh, if I've done this once, then I'm going to do it again. Right. And everything. Um, or... If somebody's asked to do something, it has to be me who does it. Right. Kind of a thing. Whereas number two, like, he was like, okay, I don't care. Like, dad has to be home for scriptures. And he has to be home for prayer in the home. It's not enough that we're FaceTiming. And daddy has to be the one who's reading the scriptures. And that the, and there's like specific and very special people I think to him that like have to be doing those things. Right. And I I don't get to tuck him into bed. No, they are pretty particular about me putting them to bed. Number one's okay with it, but Peter. Oh, but number two is like no. Yeah, number one's only okay with it at this point because we've put so much effort I feel like into making him okay with it because there's been there's there was a time where he was like number two and it had to be right but I don't feel like he's ever had an issue like number two I think prefers you in a lot of ways to me gotcha like he likes me for certain things and he likes you for certain things whereas number one just kind of likes to have me around for everything yeah Number one will definitely choose you pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's amazing how kids change your perspective on the world so much. Like... Last night, number two, I just, I couldn't do anything until I knew he knew that I loved him. I needed him to know that. And I think that's one of the first times that I felt that strongly. 
about making sure somebody knew that. I think it's happened before with number one. But it's just something about those kids. They just make you think. And then they get so big, so fast. Yeah. And they start saying things. And talking about things that you're like, what? And then you look at the way that you prioritize your life and you're like, oh. Probably need to rethink some things. And reassess how I do things. Yeah, I think that's been one of my big journeys this year. Realizing I need to reevaluate a lot of the things I'm doing and refocus on you and the kids and being home when I'm home and making sure you guys know that how important you are to me because I'm not very good at saying it or showing it It's interesting how some people, it's easy to feel love from them, right? Right. Like they just know how to give it and know how to show you. Yeah. And it's not like they love everybody the same. They just like know how to love you. Right. And like some people are just really good at that. And then there's other people who struggle, who love people but don't know how to say it or show it or express it. Yeah. I definitely fall more in that second category. I don't know where I fall. I feel like for the most part you're in the first category. You're really good at helping people feel like you care about them and you love them and you want to help them in any way you can. There's obviously times where we flip-flop categories in general, but I would say you fall more in the first category. I appreciate your confidence. Yeah, but you don't believe me, as usual. Never. Never, ever, ever. Gonna believe my husband. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't really go very well after that, does it? No. It's pretty much how all my parodies go. It only works for the first, like, part that's already in the song, and then you have to adapt it, and you're like, well, that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> my parodies are much better. Yes. Yes, they are. My dad's really good at parodies like that, too. I'll just come up with stuff on this one, and you're like, how? How did you do that? My dad does that. That's where I get it. Yeah, well, we just 
talked about how I don't do it and my dad does do it. So it's not an inherently. <laughs> I think different children get it. Yeah. So like you're, I would say probably like Jaden, Jaden and Colin are probably, well, I don't know. I haven't really been around Colin I was gonna singing say Colin's much. Good. Colin's good at it. But it's like not everybody has that, just like not every person has it. And so right. it's just how does your brain work? How does it adapt and overcome this obstacle of parodies? Right. The Holder and his family says really good parodies. Yes, but they also sit down and think them out. Uh, they do, but for the most part, they talk a lot about his ADHD and how it's like his superpower and helps right. them to write stuff. Yeah, I'm just saying there is a bit of a difference between being able to just pull it out on the spot and have something that works. Right, but I think that's how the majority of their parodies start. And that's fair, right? Yeah, as like just because you line. get a one-liner and you're like, oh, that'd be a great parody, right? And then you do that. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, yeah, I can sing other people's songs. <laughs> Not <Kind> well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can sing them. Can't come up with my own lyrics to them. I think... Honestly, it's just your ears don't hear the beat. You don't hear the beat, you don't feel the beat, and so that makes it really hard to sing. Yeah, those are a little bit important to the to music. Like, um, and I don't know if visually it would make a difference. Like, if you learned how to like watch a composer, if that would help. Not a composer, a chorister, a conductor. conductor, right where. Visually, you could see it, but I feel like e even still, actually, that's not true. Because if I tap on your leg during a song, you almost always are like 100% better. Yeah. I, I gen like I've sung with choristers or conductors, whatever you want to call them before. And the problem is usually I'm busy trying to make sure I know what my notes are. And so I don't have the ability to... Right, which means that you don't know your notes well enough. Yeah, which is a different problem. Right, and I'm saying all that but, aside. Yeah, if I... Yeah, if I had more confidence in what I was singing, then following a conductor would help. But my experience has been I don't have enough confidence in general to be able to do that well. Because I love music, and I enjoy singing and making music, but I'm not that great at it. No offense, but that is true. <laughs> <laughs> the mouth of two witnesses. I don't think that applies here. It always applies. Okay, maybe like in a legal case. <laughs> Yeah, different application than uh, what the scripture is specifically referring to, but it always applies. 
truth is truth. Yep, I'm feeling the late night. It's starting to catch up with me. Then staying up until one thirty in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, not the late night tonight. No, I know. I'm, but I know. was I was stating it. Yeah. Just as a this is what happened. So much to say. Not enough breath to say it. We'll take deeper breaths. It's not how it works. <laughs> Darn it. Thought I'd solved all your problems. The brain goes so much faster than the mouth can, and it's just so frustrating. Yes. It'd be nice to be able to just transfer it all sometimes. Sometimes I'm grateful that my mouth moves slower than my brain because I'd probably say things I regret more often than I already do. You don't say too many things, I think, you regret at this point, though. That's because I just don't say anything. Yeah, that is frustrating, actually. <laughs> See, it sounds like a good thing until you put it in context. It just feels like, what's the point of this? Be together, talk, maybe share some insights with other people who are having similar struggles. I don't know that there is a real point, but we're together, we're talking, forces us to give each other our undivided attention, for the most part anyway. I always worry I'm going to say something inappropriate, or that somebody's going to disagree and like come after us. Well, the disagreeing part, that's their problem. The inappropriate part, the good news is, you edit it, so you get to decide. That's true. It's not like I'm going to slip it, slip something in that you weren't expecting. That's true. <laughs> you have power. Unlimited power. Now, if you could only have sleep. Unlimited sleep. <laughs> that would make life a lot easier, wouldn't it? Right. That sleep marathon in September sounds pretty good right now. I yeah, can't I tell just... if you're joking or if that's a real thing. <laughs> it, it's a joke. <laughs> it's based on a Green Day song. Oh. Wake me up when September ends. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> it's kind of an in inside joke, but I don't know that it's that inside I think it's sort of semi-well-known. Uh, well, if you're from an era when Green Day was popular anyway, it's sort of well-known. I'm dating myself a little bit here. <laughs> I don't even know who Green Day, Green Day is except for that you listened to them. I didn't listen to a lot of them. I listened to just a few of their songs. You probably know at least one of their songs... If I were to show you a few of the more popular ones, but I'd have to go through them and think because it's been forever since I listened to a Green Day song. <laughs> um, why can't we just hibernate? That would work too. Everything shuts down in the winter and we all wake up in the spring. Because and... we could do that, but our kids wouldn't. I'm saying just humans. Because, yeah. 
Because that's not efficient. No, it's a pretty, pretty uh, big waste of our time, huh? Yeah, if we, if we were just here to eat fish and procreate, that'd be great. But gotta eat fish and berries, get all fat and sassy. So dumb. <laughs> I'm good at adapting those kinds of things, just not songs. Oh man, busiest month of the year, feels like, December. Sometimes despite our best efforts otherwise. Yeah. It's so hard to just slow down and focus on the, the real reason that all of this happens in December. And I used to like really hold that sentiment really close to my part. Like, he is the reason for the season. But then I started getting really annoyed by how much people focused on Christ during Christmas and they didn't love him the rest of the year. Right. And so now I try to just be the same. Right all the time which is why I give gifts to people year round it's why I just try to be in the Christmas spirit as it were all year long like I don't I don't try to do extra during the Christmas season right I try to just be the same person I am. And if I can't be the same person during the Christmas season that I am all year round, then I think that that's a failure on my part. Right. I should always be willing to give. I should always be willing to pay for somebody's groceries. I should always be willing to give food to the homeless or be willing to treat my kids to something special right it shouldn't be right. a specific time of year that makes it special if we could all take the love and kindness that we're willing to show at christmas and have it the rest of the year the right. world would be a much better place right which are people say like just want to be like i just want it to be christmas like i want to want to act like this all year round kind of a thing but then they don't yeah and so it really annoys me and I'm not saying like that this is everybody or that it's like, or even a, like a, a small. You don't automatically hate someone if they, yeah. if they say he's the reason for the season. No. Well, and it's, it's not about the, the reason for the season thing or whatever, but I'm. Christ should be at the center of everything you do. Whether it's Christmas or not. Right. And that's what I have an issue with. Yep. And so people will be like, wow, that's really snobby of you. It's like, yeah, maybe it is. But but Christ is the only reason I'm here and the only reason I exist and the only reason I have a chance at getting back with Heavenly Father. Right. So 
So if he's the reason for that, then I owe him my entire life. As Jeffrey R. Holland stated in his talk, we should not expect to give, or maybe I think he quoted somebody, we should not expect to give anything short of everything. Right. That we should expect to be, to sacrifice everything we have. Which is, I think, why it becomes so overwhelming sometimes. Because it's hard to give up everything you have. It's hard to give up everything you have, everything that you think you're going to be, and then realizing that you're not everything that you want to be, but you are getting better at becoming the person that he wants you to be. Yeah. I don't remember what we were, who I was talking to or what it was, and I'll probably say this and you'll remember what it was, but I heard somebody say recently that it's not that you're breaking apart, it's that you're breaking through. Oh yeah, it was the post that my mom sent us That's from right. Emma. That's what it was. Yeah, it's that you're not you're not falling apart, you're falling into place. Yeah. You're you're breaking through the parts of you that need to come off or coming off. Right. The people, the things that you're doing. And that hurts, right? Right. Having to to shake those things off and put them down and not It reminds me of the part in Chronicles of Narnia when, when Eustace is a dragon. In Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Mm-hmm. He's become a dragon. Greedy, greedy dragon. And Aslan tells him that he needs to shed his skin. And so he goes and he sheds his skin and he comes back and Aslan says, you have to do it again. So he does it again. He's like, you have to do it again. You're not done yet. So he does it again. And he's like, I, I, I don't think I can do it. And he says, okay. I'll do it for you, but it's going to be painful. And Aslan, of course, is a lion, and he takes his claws and he tears away the the skin and the flesh of the dragon from Eustace. And then what is left is Eustace as he should be. Or at the very least, a better Eustace. He right. still has still has flaws, still has things to learn, but his selfishness and his greed have been abandoned. Right. And so when I read the thing that mom my mom sent me, it was posted by by another friend on Facebook and somebody had written it. That's exactly what I thought of. I personally like C.S. Lewis's version better. <laughs> I'm a little biased. But the sentiment is the same, that as we strive to shed our skin, as it were, we become more the person that Heavenly Father wants us to be. Yeah. There's steps that we can't take on our own in that process. Sometimes. Sometimes. 
Yeah. Things we have to turn over to Jesus and Heavenly Father to help us get through. Right. Some things, some, uh, gosh, my tongue. Some things are easy to shed. And then there are other things that have to be rent from you, as it were. Yeah. You can't do it with just a little help. You need somebody to do it for you completely because you are incapable of what it takes. Yeah. We just watched a My Little Pony episode that was... Somebody who had become something like a pony had become like a shadow something. I can't remember shadow pony. Just call him the shadow pony. Okay, the shadow pony. So mysterious. And basically, he wanted to shed, like. Maybe call it the pony of shadow. Oh, that's probably what it was. That does sound a little bit more mysterious and evil. So. He ends up, um, the Pony of Shadow is actually somebody, there's somebody inside that. The Shadow is just kind of like an add-on to the Pony, like an upgrade, but an evil upgrade. (laughs) Yeah. But. Like Wolverine's adamantium skeleton, but evil. That's right. Um, so that is um so in the end like he wants to abandon his ways but the shadow's holding on too hard or whatever and so then like twilight sparkle and like all the other um ponies have to use their magic to help pull him out because he can't do it by himself right it's like it's a what do we call those eternal truths and that they're ingrained in our subconscious. They're everywhere. Or what I like to call our spirit. You can't escape them even if you try. They will find you. For freaking yeah. They will teach you. <laughs> like we have so many stories of like one person who is like a special abilities who rises above against evil or whatever and destroys that right right it's a common theme throughout history and it's like well whether you call him jesus or you call him somebody else there's somebody yep well roll some dice to see if this podcast ever makes it sure thanks for listening have a good life bye bye